1: But I love Christmas. Even though Christmas has become a very expensive time of the year for me, and I guess it has for most of us, but what happens is we get caught up in the giving and we see things that we want to give our family and our friends, and before you know it, we've spent more money than we should. Is anybody else like like me? So I've been known, I know this is hard to believe, but I've been known to complain a little bit about the cost. Surrounding the Christmas season So I thought I would share with you A few of my latest I'm so broke jokes Let me tell you how broke I am I'm so broke this Christmas That I have to eat my cereal With a fork just to save on the milk I'm so broke This Christmas I'm so broke that I would have to Borrow the two nickels If I was going to rub them together (laughs) Let me tell you how broke I am I'm so broke that I went to McDonald's and put some fries on layaway. (laughs) And that's not all. I'm so broke this Christmas that I had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Then I had to rob Paul. Okay, you know, no matter how expensive that Christmas season is, it's still the best time of the year. And all of us Christians know that the reasons that we love Christmas goes way beyond... The sparkling lights, the Christmas carols, the presents. But this week, while reading the Christmas story for the thousandth time, I found something new and powerful. Now, how many of you know that God's Word is like that? That you can read a passage a thousand times and God can show you something new every time. Do you believe that? So here's the Christmas story the earthly arrival of Jesus Christ, and it's a fulfillment of prophecy. There are hundreds of references in the word to the Messiah Who will come to the nation of Israel And they've heard this for centuries So to the Jews They were waiting for Jesus to come to them And then When he finally does come The disciple Matthew In describing the events around the birth of Jesus He tells us a story Of some strangers From a foreign land They were called magi Or wise men And Matthew doesn't give us a lot of details about these guys. We know that they were wealthy and respected. They were leaders. And that they traveled a very long way. But their mission was to follow a star to the place where the king was born. And once found, they would bow down and worship him. And when they found him overjoyed, they showered him with the best treasures that they had. So reading this little sidebar story of the Magi and being a little perplexed at how and why that it belonged in the story, it hit me for the first time. That it wasn't that important that we know a lot about the Magi. I mean, we'd like to know about their past. We would like to know how they found out about Jesus. We'd like to understand their adventure of what they went through to how they, how they got there. But God, who so creatively orchestrated Christ's entry to the world, knew exactly what he was doing because right there in the middle of Matthew, at the point of the most significant event the world had known, God showed us that men who will lay down everything to seek the kingdom of God will not only find him, but he will lead them to it. You see, his chosen people knew he was coming. And for centuries, they just waited. But the Magi, they didn't wait. They saddled up the camels and they pursued the king until they bowed at his feet. You see, the Christmas story is about Jesus. But the reason the Christmas story is so great is because like the Magi, the Christmas story is when you and I become part of the story. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The whoever in that promise is all inclusive. It's talking about you and me. In one of the most popular Christmas movies ever, The Miracle on 34th Street, there's a little girl that's played by Natalie Wood and it's struggling over believing in Santa Claus and her mother responded to her with believe it or not some spiritual wisdom. She said, faith is believing when common sense tells you not to. And you know, there's a lot of things about the Christmas story that our carnal intellect wants to run from. An immaculate conception, a virgin birth, a traveling star with GPS in it. So you would think that it would take a greater dose of faith to embrace it. But the truth is, every person who has accepted Christ as their Savior and Lord found the opposite to be the case. Because when we as Christians hear the story of the birth of Christ we become part of the miracle.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: The slide. It's what I liked best at the playground as a kid. I got a feeling of freedom like I could do anything and I loved it. Now as an adult, I still love the slide, but it's the Slide Z flashlight from Nebo Tools. That's S-L-Y-D-E. The Slide Z is a 2-in-1 high-intensity flashlight with a powerful work light concealed inside the flashlight body. You just slide it to reveal. With the 4 times adjustable zoom, fully deemable beam, and instant on feature, I get a feeling of freedom, like I can do anything.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening. Merry
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Are you happy today? Yes. Okay, I want to encourage everybody today, and I want to start by asking you all a question. The question is, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Over the next five or six minutes, I'm going to try to convince you that you are either already out of your mind or you need to be. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Apostle Paul says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve of what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now let's talk about the world as it is presented to us today. The economy stinks. Unemployment is at its highest level in a generation. We're trillions of dollars in debt. We're at war with Afghanistan and Iraq. There's a crazy North Korean and Iranian dictator Who has nuclear power? AIDS and hunger and poverty threaten entire nations. Gay marriage is approaching acceptance. Abortion is still legal. Our environment is being challenged by global warming. Corruption invades our political systems around the world. And that's just the news last night. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that when Paul said, don't conform... To the pattern of this world. He wasn't just talking about becoming worldly. Or callous to immorality. Or falling into worldly temptation. I think he was also referring. To just seeing the world. Through the eyes of the world. And what I mean by that is. All this bad stuff. That's going on in the world. Comes at us non-stop these days. Every hour on the hour. From a dozen different sources. And it seems that the world shoves itself. At us so hard that we have no choice but to receive it just as it's presented. So it's no wonder that there's so much fear and anxiety and depression and hopelessness. And all the things that we know are not manufactured in the kingdom of God. The word says, for God has not given us. A spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So what's the answer? We turn off the TV, the computer, the cell phone. Now, I don't think that that's what Paul is saying. He didn't say ignore the world. He didn't say bury our head in the sand. He said, don't conform to it. This is the place where the word makes it clear that we're different from the world. It says that because we've accepted Christ that we can begin to renew our mind. And the word actually says that we can have the mind of Christ. And I can't imagine having the mindset of Christ and spending any time at all worrying about or spending time reacting to all of these troubling things going on in the world. He has called us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, a caterpillar can't fly, but it was born to do it. When it goes into a cocoon, it emerges as a butterfly. It transforms into what it was destined to be. And even when it was a caterpillar, it had the DNA to become a a butterfly. The transformation revealed the character of what it was created to be. And it's the same way with us. God has created us to be transformed into a different creature with a a different mind. The sound mind the word talks about is the mind of Christ. We can't worry about every bad thing going on in the world. We certainly can't let what's going on in the world influence our every decision. God has everything under control. And by faith, we can see the world today... As Christ sees it, we can stand on the promises he's given us to thrive and to prosper in spite of anything the world can throw at us. What I'm saying is we need to live out of our mind. We need to start living in the power and the confidence of the mind of Christ. The world says, I'm a mess. The mind of Christ says, I know it always has been. The world says things are getting worse and worse and sooner or later it's going to ruin your life. The mind of Christ says, by the grace of God, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. And I'm a child of the king. And I'm not afraid of the world or anything in it. The world says nothing can be done to change the hopeless state we're in. And the mind of Christ says, all things are possible to them that love the Lord. And he who lives in me, has overcome the world. My hope is in Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Will you do something for me this morning? Will you just turn to the person next to you and say, you're out of your mind. And the other person should say, thank you. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're
1: listening. I want to encourage you in your finances this morning. You know, when it's time for the offering each Sunday, we know that it's meant to be a time to show our thanks to God for what we have and for us to show some discipline in our giving. But to be honest... Offering time can also be a reminder of what we can't do and of what we don't have and of the financial stress we may be going through. Well, when that happens, I want to tell you that we have to resist that negative line of thinking because it can rob us of the joy we receive from honoring God in our giving. You see, what we can't give and what we don't have doesn't have any bearing at all on our ability to be blessed from giving what we can give of what we do have. And you know, sometimes it takes faith to do that. And you know what? That's the way it's supposed to be. So you should never get discouraged at offering time because it's meant to be a time of worship no matter what financial condition you're in. In fact, it's a great time to just stand on God's promises and trust him for financial provision in your life. And I'm talking about promises like this one. Guys, put this up. Let me show you. Say this with me. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What a promise. Praise the Lord. So how are we to react? When we hear one of God's promises like this, when we are just hanging on financially, are we going, are we doing something wrong? Or do we just not understand God's message? Well, the answer, of course, is no. You're not being punished and God's promises will always stand. It's just that with every promise, there's a premise. And the premise is that you have to have the faith to stand On his promise. Listen, in that one promise, that verse in Philippians that we just said is everything you need to build your faith and see God supply your every need. Just remember these three things. First, he is the God who is personal. Dan just said it a few moments ago. It says, my God shall supply. That means it's personal. Paul said, he's my God. Sometimes we should all just declare he is my God to ourselves and our circumstances. Amen. And then remember this, that he is the God who makes promises and keeps them. It says, my God shall supply. It doesn't say he might supply, but he shall supply. And God always keeps his promises, but he wants us to stand on them. When we're staring at a need and then watch him work things out on our behalf. And finally, remember that he is the God who is powerful, powerful. It says he shall supply all your needs. God won't leave you hanging. There's not one legitimate need in your life that God is unable to respond to. He's already aware of your need and he's just waiting for you to trust him To supply all of them. Listen to this. Years ago, the Dallas Theological Institute was facing bankruptcy. And the creditors were set to foreclose at 12 noon on a particular day. That morning, the founders of the school met in the president's office to pray that God would intervene in the situation. One of those men who prayed was the famed Bible teacher and author named Harry Ironside. When it was his turn to pray, Brother Ironside prayed, Lord, the Bible says you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Please, Lord, sell some of them and send us the money. While they were praying, a cattle rancher strolled into the school office. He approached the secretary. Howdy, ma'am, he says. I just sold two carloads of cattle over in Fort Worth. And I feel that God wants me to give this money to the seminary. I don't know if you need it or not, but here's the check. (laughs) The secretary took the check into the room where the men were praying. When the secretary handed the check to the president, it was the exact amount needed to pay the bank. The president recognized the signature as a cattleman and he said, Harry, God sold some cattle. Praise the Lord. God will supply your need this morning. It's not unusual for us to have problems. And it's certainly normal for us to have financial problems. But God has a purpose behind every problem. And one of them is for us to learn to trust him. We can't let financial problems problems get us down. And we have to keep praying. And we have to keep trusting God because he's promised he'll take care of us. Just remember this final thing. When you're going through a financial problem, the Lord said, in this world, you will have some trouble. But he said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Will you receive that word this morning into your financial life? Will you trust Lord, the Lord for your needs this morning? I know you will.
0: You've been listening to On the Bright Side, brought to you by Nebo Tools.
3: If you're looking for something to chirp about, try the Nebo Tools Cricut. It's fun, functional, and more than just a flashlight. This versatile 3-in-1 LED light features a 240-lumen work light, bright spotlight, and intense red light. The Cricut has a unique swivel design that allows the flashlight head to rotate 90 degrees into a forward-facing light. The magnetic base and steel clip provide convenient hands-free lighting. Made of anodized aircraft-grade aluminum, the Cricut is water and impact resistant. The Cricut is unlike any other flashlight you've had before. This light is truly fun, functional, and versatile, and it's definitely worth chirping about. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright flashlights, including the fun, functional, and versatile Cricut at Batteries Plus Bulbs, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way.